But I was going into Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converter. Power converter. Going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converter. Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station. Power converter. Hello and welcome to Toshi Station Radio, where we sell power converters and talk about X-Wing. With that stimulus check hitting soon, come and find us for all your power converter needs. But until that time, we're going to talk about some X-Wing. I'm Matt New. I'm Doug Howe. Alex Smittle. And I'm Greg Smith. Let's get into it. But first things first, Greg, give all our listeners an update on the status of the child. Still Grogu. waiting. Yeah, Grogu is still incubating. Uh, she doesn't want to come out. <laughs> well, uh, it's terrible it. out here, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. True. If I had the True. option. <laughs> yeah, I would. Yeah, same. <laughs> I don't blame her. Uh, so as we're recording this on Tuesday, you guys are supposed to be uh, going in and uh, inducing tomorrow morning. So uh, listeners, by the time you hear this, we will have a uh, new addition to the team. Whoop, whoop. Indeed. So, you know, best of luck, good wishes for uh, Greg and Donna and the family. So how's uh, how's the boy dealing with the idea of having another sibling around? Uh, he acts like he likes it, but I'm sure a week into her not leaving, he's going to freak out. <laughs> it seems real cool yeah. in hypothetical life. You got to split attention halfway now. Oh, yeah. That's not cool. Well, he's been an only child for almost two and a half years, so he's just going to be like, That's about, oh, how, what? That's about how it was for me and my brother. It's yeah, same. There's three time. years between my younger brother and I. It took me ten years, and I turned out. <laughs> <laughs> true. And uh, is, it, is it true though? Yeah, <laughs> it's true that it took about ten years. <laughs> As well, uh, this week we also had the finals of our local league, the Major Von Greg Open. It came down to a Tashi Station versus Tashi Station finals between uh, the eponymous Major Von Greg, Greg himself, and. Uh, uh, Doug, that's right. Uh, the villain of this, the story. Of this story. And every and every story. <laughs> also but true. Specifically, this one. How did it go, gentlemen? Uh, Doug kicks my teeth in. Yeah, it was the first game was very good. It was uh, like the the score does not indicate how close the game actually was, mm-hmm. and then unfortunately the second game got act- anticlimactic real quick because of uh, a couple bad dice rolls. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. We saw that happen with a couple games. Uh, lately watching the streams of the recruits championship as well a couple of games that looked like it was going to start off to be a dog fight and then suddenly one bad round of dice made it just go ooh. it yeah. happens especially yeah. when you got you got mods and then your dice just don't reciprocate yeah. it's, it's unfortunate because that's like the part of the game that mm-hmm. you literally can't control like you know you do everything right your position whatever and then you're like oh okay i'll just throw like terribly like even with rerolls didn't i have two times i had rerolls yeah i think you had three times uh, where you had you had twice where you had so the first game uh greg is flying a separatist uh salad essentially against my first order list and he has a i have a one health von reg that he bo- he blocks and has it's at least a focus shot from seer and then a reroll in calculator shot from yeah, it was what so i had the yeah, reroll yeah, and i had a focus yeah. and a calculate from the previous turn yeah, and then nothing, and then a reroll from my HMP, and then yeah. I think it was like one each there, and then yeah, I think it was a hit blank blank into hit blank blank, and then the yeah. HMP just rerolled a blank into a blank. Yeah, 
from what I remember, there were three turns in a row. The first one, it was unfortunate, but not like crazy that Von Reg lived. Right. And the next two, he absolutely should have been dead and just lived both times. And, and I was like, okay. And then he comes like, back to kill the HMP. So then I can't yeah, get a shot yeah. on Kylo when I tried to kill, but like it was like a, it was like a half ass kill box. But like, you know, I tried to, I tried to get that, the arcs and everything. And then you killed him. And then it was just like, just so yeah. bad after that. That's when the score for you just really skyrocketed. Like you said, like the score didn't really reflect the game. Um, Actually, right before but, time in that game, there was only like a twenty point difference, and then after yeah. those two turns, Doug jumped it up to a huge. Yeah, we, we were Alex and I were commentating the game for those who watch live via Twitch. Uh, we were saying, okay, at this point, Doug's ahead. They've got a second game. Doug can go into it with a lead. He just runs away with two minutes left. Nope, Doug turned around and chose violence and managed to rack up even a higher score. Yeah, Watt just blinks out and dies. Yep. <laughs> But yeah, that's how it goes. But it was it was a real treat to watch Doug play those aces. It's always nice. Um, and Doug, you're an amazing. If you want if you ever want to see a perfect engage for an ace list into a jassing list, to watch that game. Yeah, we will have them up. Don't watch a lot of it. Just watch. We'll have them up on YouTube shortly. Perfect edited. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. So now it's the Von Doug. <laughs> sad. So that. sad. I almost did it too. I almost well. did it. You, uh, you smashed me on your uh, way there, Greg. Uh, crushed and me. and I me mean, as well. You crushed me. You crushed me in Swiss. Uh, yeah, just I got revenge of the Swiss. Yeah, Greg, yeah. Greg destroyed me in top four. Yeah. it's funny. We were talking about this uh, offline before the show today, but I've gone through and I've been kind of keeping stats on a lot of our local players through various tournaments and whatnot, and realizing that for the four of us. Yeah, for Doug and Alex and I, our greatest weakness at tournaments is Greg. <laughs> Every time we go to a tournament with you, it's like, you know, we'll, we'll make it into the cut with one loss. Who's my one loss to? Greg. Oh, I finally made it into the cut. Who knocks me out of the yeah. cut? Greg. <laughs> Especially our top, what, we've had two top four meetings. Two top four meetings, and uh, you've you've gashed my host multiple times. But yeah. it's interesting. We were talking about that, and the – you know, you were talking about the the dice going one way. You can set everything up, and the dice can still betray you. And that's kind of what X-Wing as a whole is like. You see, even some of the best players will have a couple streaks of just, you know, bottom of the ranking performances in tournaments, and then suddenly cut in the next three. It all really just depends on if the dice are with you that day sometimes, what your opponents are. Your matchups can be lucky for you one sure. tournament, unlucky the next. Yeah. You know, our um, mess, you know, m mission there is just kind of don't get too down on yourself when you have a bad tournament. And Greg, hey, you made it top of Swiss and all the way to the finals, and you fought against one of the most skilled players around and made it a uh, a challenge. So congratulations for that. Specifically, not the final. <laughs> <laughs> you got diced by some scrub in the yeah. final. <laughs> but uh, a thousand thanks to Emmy Award-winning producer Ryan Kraus for putting the league together, and to all the other participants. We had a great time. And hopefully we'll be able to do that in person soon because in the what else have we been up to, uh, this last Friday I went and got my uh, single-shot vaccine, so in-person X-Wing getting all that much closer, guys. How many Microsoft products have you bought? So Man, I, I had to buy a Zune at a truck stop on the I, way home. And I made that joke. <laughs> that I miss my Zune so bad. <laughs> Zune just reminds me of, like, man, how old was I? Like the fifth grade? Yeah, uh, Zunes came out a long time ago. Yep. I don't believe I've ever actually even seen a Zune. I oh yeah, man! I remember. I remember looking at a Black Friday like ad when I was a child, 
And I was like, this is affordable. And I was like, oh, dude, that's what Zoom is to me. Now, I remember that very specifically. Uh, I, I had a couple of friends who had Zooms and showed them off a lot. I had an iPod uh, shuffle, like the nice. screenless original iPod that looked basically like a USB drive. Yeah, I, I, I've still got mine in the uh, closet here. Like a, I don't know, 256 megabyte storage capacity. It was so uh, much back then. Yeah, you could it fit was. every MP3 you owned on that thing. <laughs> could hold hundreds of songs. Hundreds. I heard every I say, song. My iPod Shuffle held 125 songs, and that was everything I yeah. needed back in the day. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, other than that, uh, what else has everybody else been up to? Uh, Smittle and I have been Vikings for the last couple of days. Yeah. Uh, we, we dove into Valheim real hard. We uh, we thought of, I, like, I considered buying it for a while and finally just, like, the bullet on saturday and uh so that's we played for three days and we put in 20 hours in three days oh man <laughs> yeah. it's, it's on my um, list i have it's to take re- it's real fun there's definitely it's it definitely is. an early access game but mm. it's very fun yeah yeah i have to pick up hades and then uh valheim really looks like it hits my itch for building games the feeling of... uh, i would say it's probably better with with friends than by yourself Agreed. um Doubtful, sure the, but the single player experience is that's good, fair. Like, it depends on how much you like your friends. <laughs> but uh, I say nothing. I've never felt more badass than jumping out of a long ship onto the shore to stab some dudes with my shield and sword already out. Like, it's the coolest I've ever felt. <laughs> it's got some some pretty strong theme moments. Nice. And Greg, I imagine it's just been a waiting game for you. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't done anything as cool as jumping on some tree goblins and killing them, but um, I've been. Uh, but for them. just twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, uh, I've just been. I've actually been cleaning a lot, and I think it's like Donna says I'm nesting, but really what I'm doing is making my alone areas better <laughs> so that I can escape. And so I clean my, I have like a hobby room downstairs and I have like where my game table is and stuff. So I've been trying to clean and like optimize and we're almost there. So I got to still clean my painting station, which is a catch all. And I can't even see my desk right now. (laughs) So yeah, once we get all that worked out, we'll have a nice place to come down. Well, you'll have time with all the sleep you're not going to be getting in the next couple months. True. Oh, my gosh. I'm tired just thinking about it. <laughs> well, other than that, this past weekend was the first of the Gold Squadron Flightcast Championships, the Recruits Championship. Uh, that was for all of those who finished with uh, zero to two wins in their best of the qualifiers. They had a couple early drops, and I believe there were about 90 players that uh, started round one there. So it was six rounds in Swiss. I uh, watched a couple of the games. There were some, it was a really interesting uh, array of lists out there. There were a lot of uh, a lot of stuff we expected to see, but a lot of things I was absolutely surprised by. In the end, uh, Fabian Zikowski, I believe he is uh, out of Germany, went 5-1 and one in the Swiss and won the whole thing with a, a Zam Django list. Made use of uh, Treacherous, False Transponder Codes, Thermal Detonators, and Hull Upgrade on both of them. Dooku crew on Django and the Slave One title and Boba Gunner on Zam. That right there, uh, I think we've said it enough times. Zam Wessel is probably the biggest ship, uh, the the most important thing out of this last wave. We all thought it was going to be Ayla or Hondo, but Zam is far and away probably the power piece. 
She's definitely got the most obvious power, yeah. Um, yeah, it's still... I think particularly in hyperspace, somebody like Ayla is a lot harder to use. Um, but, like, Sam's just... The, the ability... She's, she's Boba-esque in her strength as a fire spray. Like, obviously she's I-5. Uh, but the, the ability to double tap and, and having four charges and starting with two is, is a lot stronger at the beginning of the game than the crew is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, she's just... She's really good. She's almost certainly very undercosted. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, I'd like, say Django's probably pretty whatever, but I think Zam has just been yeah. carrying Django along this whole time. Absolutely. Yeah, I think we're going to see uh, Django might drop a point and Zam go up. Uh, would not surprise me to see their point values even flip. In uh... I mean, I don't think Django needs to go down. I think Zam just needs to go up. Yeah. Django doesn't feel overcosted. He just feels fine for his points. So this kind of feels like Devil Infiltrator, um, even though I don't think Devil Infiltrator was a problem. Um, I don't think this is a problem either. But uh, so if they increase the points and they make it so that you can't put as many toys in it, it makes it almost unplayable, like not as good, right? So maybe people will stop doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really defined the CIS faction. And so it would be nice if CIS kind of came back to... It's okay. I think that it's kind of neat if people put like a, a fire spray with a couple more ships, a couple other ships. Like I'd really like to see like the Zam Grievous. Uh, what's the last one we've seen? Zam Grievous uh, Brewer. That's a good yeah, one. Brewer, Shurtek, and so forth. Yeah. And I think that's kind of cool yeah. because they're using the Nantex in a fashion that is not in snare. You know, they're kind of they're kind of making it their own. But this, you know, just double fire sprays. Like if it's if it's a Meta piece in two factions, it's just kind of like it's off putting to me, I guess. Yeah, and to be fair, like in this Fabian's list, like there there are a lot of I wouldn't say unnecessary, but like upgrades that you won't miss if you lose them. Like if Zam went up enough that you have to lose Slave One and Boba, okay, off yeah. of one of them <laughs> yeah, and just have Duco on one, like that's probably still fine. And that's what like seven points yeah. of upgrades, yeah. like something like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so like I, I definitely think there's room for at least Zam to go up. Um, I don't. I, Django could go down. I guess I just don't think it's necessary. Like he's still an I six fire spray, and he still had good success, even if most of the time it's been with Zam by his side. Oh, I guess I just realized that only Count Dooku. There's no Palpatine. Yeah, no Palpatine. Yeah, that, Palpatine. that's the. Uh, I don't think they had enough points with the the bombs and the false transponder codes and everything yeah. to move with, forth on both ships. The slave one and Boba is probably what's preventing the double force because you can definitely run a double force decently, mm-hmm. decently, but not out. in hyperspace. Oh, oh yeah. right. Um, what was I going to say? Lost it. Oh, do you think Count Dooku will go up? Because everybody's seen how uh, easy it is to get bomb damage with this list. I think it's very likely, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, A, the, the Fire Spray is, like, one of the best chassis for Dooku that has come out so far. Um, like, he's still good on Infiltrators, but because they have such a large Force pool, you actually have to worry about, like, being having all of your Force active in order to use exactly him. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas, like, a Fire Spray with just Dooku can use it use his ability anytime. Yeah, du- which makes Dooku really crew, um, when he's the only Force on your ship, is great. You just have his ability every turn. Right. Yeah, so like he's he's currently priced where like he's essentially you're paying for the force point, and then like at the beginning of the game you can get his ability off once, and that's cool uh, for like infiltrators. Mm-hmm. But now that there's another chassis for him, I definitely think he needs to go up, um, yeah. probably quite a bit if it were me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean he started at like, oh man, it was below eight, right? Mm-hmm. 
It might yeah, have been so, six yeah. points when I was flying him in the very beginning. He was, he was cheap. He was. I think he was eight to start. Maybe with. it was eight. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there was a time where they bumped up pretty much every force user yeah. to the double digit number, right? And he went up then. But I think there's go up more. Like, uh, even if Palpatine were in hyperspace, if you could only bring one, I think you bring Dooku every time, I, and that's I think so telling, too. considering he's four points less. Right. Yeah. Um, so I just had an interesting thought. So. Timing for Dooku crew is during your modified dice step, right? Timing for Dooku crew is an absolute nightmare if you're trying to come up with a. But no, I'm saying, you know, the idea, the the fact that say I I am rolling attack dice and I say a crit. Well, I check for Dooku after I roll, so that's during my modified dice step, right? I believe they have clarified that it happens before any other dice modification. Okay, because my thought was, how does that interact with something like Dead Eye Shot? Yeah, because you could uh, easily say a I crit. Could I roll a crit. Or, yeah. yeah, I roll a crit. I turn it down to a hit for Dead Eye Shot's ability. Then I look and go, oh, there's no crit, and I turn it back. I don't think that. I would believe work. it's the same timing as three PO, where they've ruled like C three PO crew uh, for. Rebels, where you have to guess how many evades you get, and if you get the correct amount, you add an evade. Like oh. for both of them, it's because you have to declare the modification before you roll dice. It's the first. Got thing it. That because it's, just, yeah. it's a roll does not contain the named result, so the yep. roll yeah. being the actual result. Yeah. So, okay, that makes yeah. some sense there. Because I was thinking about that, and I just realized I was like, does Dooku give you effectively free dead eye shot? So, I mean, a that's put dead eye shot on the ship. Stuff put dead eye shot on the ship. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah, it's a point. But no, again, really, really useful card. Uh, one that a lot of us overlooked when it first came out because it was just such a headache and nightmare. Uh, Dooku? I've always thought Dooku was amazing. Yeah. It's just like their only crew options were infiltrators, yeah. which already had a minimum of three force, which makes it really awkward to use. I ran Dooku on Maul because it gave you an extra force and it was the cheaper of the two. Mm-hmm. But And sometimes I would, you know, Dooku, you know, a crit like, like everybody does. Um, but yeah, he, I feel like he really is not that good on infantry. He's just not. No, no. Yeah, he, he's he's really unique in that he's probably the only force crew that is better if you don't have force <laughs> than if you already have force. Whereas yeah. pretty much everything else, if you already have force, this just adds to it. Put him on the dark courier. I mean, you could, no, but, but then you're running a dark. <laughs> then you're, then no, you're running no, a dark no, courier. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, another interesting thought that in hyperspace came out of it. That's actually not a terrible option in hyperspace, yeah. though. Other than Fire yeah, say other than they exist, exist yeah <laughs> well i was thinking about that and i was remembering the uh mall the loaded mall with the mini swarm that you used to run greg and wondering how zam crew would fit into that pretty well just make make your mall even more of a pain in the ass well right that's here, interesting yeah. you can just replace that mall with a zam pilot I've probably built it, than Zam. but because that's what yeah. I wanted to do was do Zam or a fire spray with like four dro- But the thing is, is that my old list was before everybody figured out that discords were good, yeah. myself included. Like quite literally, there was an event at Game Cafe that it was like somebody was flying... It was somewhere, and somebody was flying discords, and I remember them beating you, Matt. And I made a comment of discords are really that good, and you were like, "Obviously, yeah." And <laughs> I was like, I just could not believe it. I was like, "This is these are garbage." Like at it's the time, be, it's I was because like, when CIS came out, everybody was so hyped up about energy shell charges yep, giving yep, you the free yeah. reload. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, I think what a lot of people missed is that. 
Yeah, and that's I what I did. The discords I was were essentially them. homing missiles. Mm-hmm. But you didn't have to waste your attack to do it, which is just crazy. And now you see discords and you're like, okay, I gotta slam them in there. But actually, we haven't seen any discords because nobody's flying drones. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's so, an archetype that just fell off the, the planet, which well, is weird because swarms are in right now. Yeah, but uh, three agility swarms are in. Exactly. Right yeah. or, or the big thing is Trade Federation drones are actually really bad into things like TIE swarms yeah. because they die so much. They are garbage into TIE swarms, especially that yeah. uh, that one that people were flying with. Um, Malrus? Uh, it was like, it was like how, oh, like it was the Imperial one with Power Runner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I faced a bunch of the Infernal Squad, and they would just eat my droids up. I was just like, okay, like there's nothing. Yeah, droid swarms are actually like they're really, really good against aces and stuff like that, but they're actually pretty bad into other efficiency lists. Yeah. I think droid swarms. Um, also, they got nerfed, and nerf aversion is a real thing. And I do think like people just drop stuff that's nerfed, whether they should or not. Droid swarms are at their best in non-swarm metas, I think, because like Dick said, they're very good against aces and bad against other swarms. Um, so they always have a place in non-swarm metas, which was we saw when they did really well. Yep. Yeah, but because if you consider droids have struts, which enable them to open up their arcs way more against stasis and just allow like blocking options that other swarms just can't do by going over rocks and things. They have discord missiles that yeah. uh, are really good against stasis because any auto damage is just insanely strong against low count ships. And the ship who has arc always has mods because of network calculations. Yeah, and so this last thing is network calculations is really good because you can't run out of mods with droid swarms, which is a really big deal. Yep. And even if you only have one ship that manages to get arc on the ace, even if it barrel rolled, that ship always has a mod kind of thing. Like, But then you look at against other efficiency lists, and these are three health, two agility, I1 ships. They're going to get PS killed by other efficiency lists. Yeah. And, uh, like, if you lose two droids before they shoot, you're not going to kill as much back, so you're even farther behind. And then the next turn, the same thing happens, you're even farther behind, and it gets really difficult to get. And up. even into other I1 swarms, like the six swarm, they're not, you're going to lose two droids for every one sick you kill. Yeah, with the average dice, for yeah, sure. Absolutely. Well, some things that uh, were interesting, we did see, you mentioned that droids not being a thing is because they don't do well against efficiency lists and swarms. And that's kind of been what we saw a lot of more than a few rebel swarms with five red squadron veterans, the uh, initiative three T 65s. Some of those did really well, but there were a lot of them that we saw out there. There were uh, a ton of Imperial lists with uh, your tie advanced one, your Baron swarms with tracers, proton rockets, ruthless, the five inquisitors with foresight, there was a little bit of almost everything. Resistance, not too popular right now. But everything else, we saw quite Resistance is bad in, in hyperspace. Yeah, it's just, it's, yeah, it's like, just a flat of bad factor in hyperspace. Not going to lie, they, I've tried to make it work, and it's it's not happening right now. Yeah, they lost generic T-70s, which could be they're, a really powerful piece in yeah, hyperspace. Potentially their best they lost, Yeah, they lost all of the things that make A-wings good. So you have essentially naked A-wings or just rocket A-wings, which aren't nearly as consistent. Uh, which really hurts them. So you're you're pretty much looking at like Poe, and they don't have like Falcons or anything. So you don't even get like Ray. Um, they're just very that's, very awkward. To that's so to. weird to me that you don't even get a Falcon. It's because it hasn't been officially re-released. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. They they really need to re-release the Resistance Falcon for for hyperspace mm-hmm. resistance specifically. Like Ray would be such a good piece for them to build around and hyperspace and they just don't have it you know, and it's weird being again a integral character to the faction kind of like boba is for scum and just a major character in star wars canon yeah. like 
you could attract people with the notion that they get to fly Ray in the Resistance, like in, on in the Falcon, and they don't get to. Yes, yeah. it's unfortunate. Yeah, they have said that the decisions about points and hyperspace ships and whatnot are not geared towards a a sales point of view in that regard. But they have also said they want to see recognizable ships on the table. And I think you're yeah. exactly right. The the fact that you have Ray as a character as the face of the you know modern trilogy of Star Wars not being in hyperspace, well, might not be a, a big priority for him right now since technically there aren't any real tournaments right now. But yeah, and this is something we could get into on a different episode potentially. But there's they have a bit of an identity crisis with hyperspace where like in theory it's using all re-release stuff so it's a very good entry level uh like hyperspace is what you want like new players to play but at the same time it's also presented as the curated format for competitive play yeah. it's a, yeah. a bit of a contradictory there like they i would like to see amg kind of make a decision for what they want hyperspace to be whether they want it to be the curated format or the you know this is what new players should get into this is the the very easy to recognize and understand format, format. Yeah. Hi- yeah hyperspace in the beginner so, like, you could buy something off the shelf and play hyperspace. That made so much more sense in the first year, maybe year and a half of yeah. uh, 2.0. It, now it makes zero sense to, right. to even say that. So, And I think the, yeah. the ideas they have, for example, the quick builds are designed to be the buy something and immediately put something together to play with. I wonder if... And quick builds are amazing strictly for casual. And we're yeah. talking like they're, though, yeah. Yeah, well, they're fantastic for somebody who literally just picked up the game and wants to try it yeah. out. Quick builds are fantastic. Yeah. They get they drop off extremely hard. Not even tournaments, just like going to game nights. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anybody who plays quick builds at game nights. Like, I'm sure there are stores that do I've it. I've done it but, one time. Uh, yeah. And it was broken as hell. Yeah, it was with R4 Astromech. <laughs> yeah, they've said they've straight up said that quick builds are not at all meant to be balanced. No. Like the the no. ray, the ray quick build has BB8 astromech. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I, oh, you yeah, can I boost your barrel before you move with ray. Like, <laughs> uh, I verso with lone wolf and proton torpedoes is perfectly balanced. Yeah, yeah. And, and those are great and fun and hilarious. And I think it's it's fantastic for like literally people's first time playing. Yeah. Here's this iconic ship with all these pilots, these pilots and characters you know. Look at how crazy you get to be. Like perfect for that, but uh not great for hey, I actually want to see how this game works yeah. and I want to go to my local game shop and play. I wonder if some of the new competitive formats that AMG has hinted at are going to be similar to that. The idea of let's have something that's fun and thematic and recognizable to new players, but can also be competitive. I, you know? I mean, I don't want to say they're going to fail at that, but FFG tried and it got absolutely uh, nowhere. Uh, I can I can go off about the Battle of Scarif, or is it the Battle of Yavin format, which is should yeah, have been like, called the Imperials Win format, because... <laughs> Well, and they had one that was for resistance and first order. Like the problem is, is when you introduce seven factions in X Wing, and then you go, "Here's a format, but you can only play two of the factions." A lot of people are just gonna ignore. Especially you know, in you uh, can't duplicate either of the two factions. It has to be one faction versus yeah. the other. Yeah, yeah. That is. Uh, oh. And obviously, they they could come out with a lot different or more unique ideas. But uh, X Wing players like to talk about how much they would like different formats and stuff like that. But then at the end of the day, two hundred six is always the most popular thing, and people don't actually like branching out much. Like, uh, well, you say that, but uh, Aces High is about the only alternate format I've ever seen that succeeded for more than just one event. 
Well, officially sanctioned, uh, Ace and I. We've had fun with things like Mario Kart uh, a couple times out at uh, Level 1, the one of the game stores here. We were playing, this is in first edition, but we've tried to adapt it, uh, the idea of X-Wing uh, football with rules yeah. of uh, bump a ship or shoot a ship to make it fumble the ball and then run over it to pick it over and try and run it into your end zone. So it's really more like X-Wing rugby, but it's just... Things like that where you have the emergent gameplay. When we make up our own rules for things like Mario Kart, there's that. But I really hope that the idea of these alternate formats, AMG might have a couple ideas that FFG wouldn't have thought of just because they're coming from a different background. Maybe. Yeah, so one one other thing I do want to point to this is uh, Max Brooks has actually been on. Uh, he was on Fly Better a couple weeks ago, and he was actually just on Gold Squadron uh, uh, on Monday. Yep. Yesterday, yeah. Um, and in both of them, he talked about uh, specifically um, scenarios because a lot of the competitive community like pushes like scenarios would make the game so much more balanced and yada yada yada. And he pretty much came out and said that uh, from a design standpoint, that is actually the opposite. Uh, like scenarios are extremely hard to balance compared to the standard dogfight format. Oh, absolutely. Um, and Anything that's like they're not nearly as popular as people make them out to be. We've tried. Like we've, he did a. We tried some of the did a lot of recent... that came with the epic uh, game set. Some of them that are you know, hey, control the area around this point and get a victory point for every turn you're within range one of it. Yeah, if you have a ship with a one hard, congratulations, you are now a you know yeah. point and capturing yeah. machine. Those are casual. But, uh, uh, scenarios that are poorly balanced and hard to work around. Imagine trying but to. But the point is, it's hard to. Yeah, like, epic uh, is. But the other thing balanced. is that he also he did a lot of of like polling like members of the community and stuff, and found that for every person that really wants scenarios to be a thing, there's a person that wouldn't play competitive with scenarios, mm -hmm. and most people are ambivalent and don't care. Um, so I like. I, I'm in that don't really care. Like if they came out with a, a good balance scenario for competitive X-wing, I would play it. Uh, but I'm I don't think AMG is going to put as much effort in as people think they are at making like truly competitive, different ways to play. It's just difficult and not very rewarding in the long run. Mm. Well, could be. I, I get the feeling it's more likely going to be kind of like the the wave championships were originally intended to be. You know, show up and play for the next week with ships just from this new wave and get special cards and things like that. Uh, I do like that they are moving towards a, hey, everybody who plays gets product and prizes and things like that, because that's great for drawing in new players. Show up to game night. I definitely get something agree cool. at a local level, yeah. Yeah. You know? So we'll see where that goes. It's going to be really interesting. Uh, they are this week going to be having their uh, streamaganza or whatever they're calling it with uh, mini extravaganza. Mini extravaganza, things like that. Uh, a lot of lot of painting things. If you like painting minis, they are going to be doing all sorts of streams about that. But I believe this Thursday there is, or as you're probably listening to this, might have been was the X-wing and Armada information. There is going to be on Friday and Saturday uh, an unboxing of the squadron kits, so we may get to see some of those B-wing pilots and Defender pilots that we haven't seen yet, maybe. Uh, little more of that who knows we are also supposed to get points in the next couple days so that's going to be fun yeah indeed yeah but i'd say have they 
I'm assuming that they didn't clarify for sure, but I think it's just the new stuff being released that's getting points. They're not doing an actual like right. They haven't said update. anything about any updates, and I don't really think they will because not a lot of data to draw from. Yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't. I think it's too early for another full. I'm still willing to bet they stick with the FFG plan at least for this year of yeah um, May and November. at least for the first yeah. release. Yeah. Be, that, that would be smart. But as we've been talking about tournaments, uh. What it, what jumped out at us from this weekend's recruits tournament? Anything that was unexpected or that you really liked to see? Uh, Doug, what uh, really caught your eye? Uh, Greg mentioned it. The uh, the Zam Grievix Grievix Zam Grievous Nantex. Uh, this one specifically was Brewer Cat. Uh, I think he made top four. Let me find it quick so I can. Robert James Ellis, who ran uh, Zam Grievous Brewer Cat. He had Treacherous on all three. Uh, Predator on Brewer Cat, and then like a loaded out Zam and, and Grievous. Um, but like this is variants of this. I think more popular is Nantex is Sunfock as the Nantex instead of Brewer Cat, and then you lose all the treacherouses, treacherous side, treacherous, treacheries, But uh, I I think both versions have have a lot of merit. Like the this version with Brewer Cat is a little bit better into swarms because treacherous actually triggers constantly against high shift. Remind me, what is Burwukret's uh, ability? It's a blank pilot ability. It oh, okay, it, um, especially for this. Oh, level. it's but, one uh, of those that does things if the opponent is tractored, isn't it? No, no, I got it. He I'll repairs die. ships after, no, that, after, you perform an attack that, after you perform an attack that hits. Each friendly ship with calculate on its action bar and a lock on the defender may perform a red calculate action. Yeah, uh, he is there because he's I five and, and he's and he's seven points cheaper than the ships not, flying with him is, don't have calculates. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to hear anybody. He specifically lets Gorgo. you fit three copies of Treacherous when you couldn't before. Yeah. Um, is the reason you take them. And the, the 5 to 6 isn't a huge deal in hyperspace. Um, and I will fight anybody who badmouths Gorgol. Gorgol kept me sane through that damn militant casuals tournament. Dude. Okay, but if you had the choice, would you have brought a different Antex? Because I bet you would have brought a generic. <laughs> yeah, but Gorgol has a mod slot. <laughs> he didn't then, though. He, he didn't then. That was, that was before the he did, ha he did have marksmanship, and uh, he was a yeah. crit machine until Goji showed Right, up. but at that time, yeah. the generics were cheaper and higher initiative and still had balance. I sure remember that, that, turn <laughs> that tournament ran so long that my list was illegal by the time it ran. <laughs> and I started with a bid. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I ran something similar to this against Greg in the, the final of the, the Von Greg Open. Uh, I did DBS 404, but it was extended, so I was able to put afterburners on him, which made him a lot easy, more reliable to get off the APT. Not that it worked if you watched that game. But, uh, he got the APT off. He did fire the APT. I just missed a thin pod, and then Finn did four damage back to me. <laughs> Uh, um, that was but, the only uh, good have, thing I did in that game. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, the rest of the game then went very heavily in my favor. Uh, but anyway, like Zam is just ridiculously good. Um, one thing that I think I, in particular, undervalued was that she starts with two charges as opposed to the crew that starts at zero. So when I first, when these first came out, I recognized the strength of the ability pretty right off the bat. But the crew being only four points just seemed the obviously stronger choice because you could slap it on anything. Um, but playing with it now, like you actually have the ability to do the double tap right off the bat, which is so you actually your opponent actually has to guess which condition you're using, and that's a really strong effect. Indeed. Um, and then Grievous is the the fully loaded Grievous has always been pretty solid, but in hyperspace when there's not as many aces that can just perennially stay out of his arc and plink him down, he's a lot better. Um, and then Brewerket is there. I assume he's relatively hard to kill because he's a three agility ship, yeah. and you just don't really worry about rotating his arc. 
Yeah, saying what I played against this list with the Sunfock version at the Sigma Qualifier. And basically, so what Sunfock did was obviously you're going to ignore me while you focus on Grievous and Zam. So I'll just float up behind you and be annoying. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really what the strength of the list is, is that uh, Grievous is hard to kill no matter what. Like, unless he just jousts you, which is the exact opposite of what he wants, what he wants <laughs> to do. And that's what happened uh, in the game I played, is Grievous got slaughtered because I turned all the yeah. into Grievous. But mm-hmm. Zam and Sun got the flank. Yeah. So you're looking at either a 7 health, 2 agility Bellabab that gets rerolls if it doesn't have arc on you, on defense. You have fire spray with a force point, thermal detonators, 11 health because he has a whole upgrade. And then you have this annoying little Nantex that feels like the weak link, so you should save it for last. Um, so I think it's just a, it's a list that has tough target priority, which is always good mm. in a tournament format because it lets people make mistakes. Absolutely. It kind of reminds me a little of the uh, Sunny and Share list in that it's using a previously, in a lot of the versions of previously unseen ship. I don't think anyone's really had a lot of reps against Chertek or Berwerkret. So even with a blank pilot ability, uh, a lot of people, when they see a Nantex, are going to either think the Spamtex Swarm or Sunfock. But without Ensnare, it's a completely different ship. And you've just got an agile little zippy, you know, turreted Pockets. ship. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's essentially like a resistance A-wing is how you would kind of fly it at this point. It doesn't have the back arc, but it has side arcs instead. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a pain to catch, and it's fast, and it has a really good dial. Or another similar ship is like an Inquisitor. Like a, a, yeah. a forceless Inquisitor, basically. The Baron of the Empire, maybe? Oh, like a high initiative, I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like a Grand Inquisitor, but without force kind of thing. Ah, uh, gotcha. Well, Alex, what uh, what caught your eye from this tournament? Honestly, that was the same thing for me. <laughs> I feel like out of most of the lists that came out of this tournament, this is the one that has the best chance to be competitively viable in the current meta. Um, it's really good into swarms, I think, and that's what most people should expect to be seeing. All right. Uh, for me, I'm going to go out on a limb and say uh, Scott Forster, whose name I've seen in uh, these lists a lot, went 4-2 and two and made top 8 with triple bounty hunters. And that right there just makes me so happy. The idea that someone just went, you know what? Triple fire spray. I'm going to do it. And it was uh, all three of them had thermal detonators. One of them had Androsta and Connor nets. And he absolutely just ate face with it. It, you know, I said bullied his way into the top eight because even the generic bounty hunter, the fire spray is a great chassis. And I, I don't know what his matchups were, but I love seeing a list like that make it to the top because that, that's kind of how I felt making the cut with the uh, 4X2Z list. And this is, I guess, feeling-wise, the same. It's probably, this is probably someone who brought his favorite ship, said, I'm going to bring three of them, and just kept winning. That's great to see. I, I love that kind of results in a tournament. I do want a caveat here. This is to take absolutely nothing away from anybody's performance at the tournament. Like, this, it, like it, the people who went six and zero, five and one, went deep into the cut. Like, they obviously had an amazing tournament, regardless of the level of competition. But from a purely like meta analysis standpoint, I'm not sure how relevant I would put this tournament, uh, just because it is exclusively people who went zero to two in the previous tournaments. No, I'm I'm actually gonna gonna go against that, Doug, because. There are a lot of folks who might have only been able to go to one tournament and came out with 
uh, recruits standing that could have made uh, a higher tournament had they Iron Man and grounded out. But I think one of the things is that just what we said, sometimes you have a number of bad finishes in a row. Sometimes you are flying high. I am normally right. a middle of the pack, you know, recruits level player. McCruth is a middle of the pack though. That's, that's one Yeah, point. veterans is middle of the right. pack. But the, you know, but also you're underselling yourself again. No, also, it, I'm not, like I said, I'm not taking away from his performance and I don't disagree that there aren't players that are very good in this tournament. But as a whole, you are specifically looking at a tournament of people who performed, quote, poorly at previous tournaments being put in a tournament At together. the same time, you know, ships are ships, and the same strategies apply to the recruits tournament as apply to the aces tournament. Uh, I don't think that people are going to... We, we haven't seen anything other than the Zam Grievous Nantex, which didn't exactly debut here, but... This is the first time we've seen it, I think, make top four. It went 6-0 uh, no. in Sigma. It oh, okay, it did. Beat me in- I'm pretty sure it also made top four in the hyperspace, the London hyperspace. Well, there there we go. So it's one of the things that I think they – nothing – and I do agree, nothing here that's new, I think, is jumping out to define the meta. But we'll be seeing some of these lists in the veterans and the ace tournaments, I'll bet you. Sure. Yeah. I think next point was we shouldn't use this one tournament to draw any conclusions. Oh, absolutely not. No, there's you know plenty for that. I'm just more thinking of the idea that you know, you know, props to Scott for doing that. I don't think anybody's going to look at a top eight finish with triple bounty hunters and go, that's the new meta. I just like seeing that it was done. It's kind of like, you know, you brought jank and you kicked butt with it. So I like it. Greg, what, yeah. What about you? What's uh, caught your eye from this? So I was going to comment on CS, but it is a very popular topic. I did want to say about Ryan Burnett, who finished. What did he do? Twenty uh, second in Swiss. Um, but he took a Sunfec, Burkret, Burkret, Kurtek, and each one of those have Predator and Gravitic deflection, and then General Grievous with Daredevil and Peruvian Plady and Soul. Soulless one, and I really like this list. I think it's, I think it's pretty original. Um, he doesn't have any ensnare, obviously, so he's just flying these ships like normal ships, and that's pretty cool to see. So I kind of like that. That's kind of up my alley. I think um, I might actually fly that for fun sometimes. So now you're going to make me go in and look at what gravitic deflection actually does. I know it's the other man. Get to re-roll a defense dice if there is a tractored ship in the firing. And that includes your allies. That includes you yeah. if you're being no, shot. Uh, no, you're never in your own arc. No, oh, it's while, so you, while defend, you defend. You're rolling a tenth side for each oh, tracker ship in the attack. Okay. Right, sorry. So, yes. okay. So, yep. if, so it's, if, it's you down, if you go down, if you go down one die, yeah, you get a reroll. Okay, that's not as bad as I had initially thought for four points. Prophetic is actually pretty good from a specific efficiency standpoint. Yeah. Like, uh, to assuming you have like a focus or an evade, like the. Two dice with the reroll is pretty much just as good as three dice without the reroll. Yeah, and defensive uh, green die rerolls are super valuable. Yeah, and people were going wild over Grievous with four Nantex plus Gravitic. I think it was uh, back when yeah, Nantex were like rampant before Spamtex took off. Yeah, yeah I, I and don't so think people he had... are losing their mind. Like they, they, it's like they ignored Gravitic for so long, and then they're like, "What is this card?" 
and because you know people were like oh they get re-rolls now too and like so it's cool that he's got those in there it helps you out a little bit because those those taking your own tractor is a pretty big downside so i thought that was cool i thought it was pretty original but i wanted to say congrats to cam murray he made it to the final table yes. with five x wings and to me that's just awesome like um, he took a very simple list and I saw him fly in the final and I think there was like one or two spots where he got locked in to obstacles and he could not turn and he was not able to follow the fire sprays because the final was fire sprays first and the five X's. And so there was sometimes when I was thinking like if, you know, maybe he would have not put himself in between those obstacles and he could have pursued a little bit faster that that game would have been a little bit different so it was just really cool to see him do that and to really see like the fundamentals of x-wing with five x's because it's just flying pointing your arcs and hitting with your uh, with your red dice and it was just super cool to watch him so congrats to him that was awesome indeed uh there was one uh, that finished first in Swiss that I actually wanted to get your input on, Alex, as our resident scum uh, swarm flyer. It was uh, Liam Lee, who went 6-0 with Sarasu and Marg Sable Closure, Hull Upgrade, and Tractor Beam, and then six Mining Guild Surveyors with Marg Sable Closure. Now, Marg Sable Closure is the one that says... Uh, if you it's the one that's bad. Well, yeah. It basically, <laughs> the only thing that applies for us is after you fully execute a maneuver, if you move through an obstacle, you may choose one enemy ship in your front arc at range 1 to 2. That ship gains a strain token. Now, with Mining Guild ties, obviously that's a useful ability. Sarasu, less so, but... Uh, the idea of a Sarasu with a swarm right there and her ability that gives the defensive rerolls. Uh, this one's six and zero. Oh. What are your thoughts on it? I don't think it's a good list. Really? Like, I don't. Um, Mark Sable enclosure and going up to the I twos is a waste of points every time, no matter what. Um, it's a seven ship scum swarm, and it's at least the third the third best seven ships scum swarm I can think of off the top of my head. Um, like I'm pretty sure you can save a bunch of points and get Sarasu in eight or Sarasu in seven mining guild ties and actually have an eight ship swarm, which would give it something over like the sick list or even Fen in six ties. But uh, as is, I think it's a recruits term list without trying to be mean, but uh, it's an unoptimized list. It's a solid foundation of a list. Seven ships is always a good place to start, but it's not nearly optimized. And I think it took advantage of the tournament it was in. Just as a, you could turn all of those Mark Sable closure binding guilds into cartel spacers, and you just have to lose the whole upgrade of Mark Sable off Sarasu, and then you have six points left to put cannons or whatever. Or, two, or, or tracers, or. Yeah. Yeah. Or you I can turn you were... Sarasu down to a seventh cartel spacer and run yeah, my list. And just do your list. I thought you were going to say, get rid of Sarasu, yeah. change all those. Into, uh, <laughs> so I once had a and then just turn it into Alex's list. When we first started playing X Wing, I built a Cavill Sarasu and 3Z95 list. And every time I'd build a list after that, Dead would be like, what if you dropped this? Careful. <laughs> and then what if you drop and this, drop this for, for Sarasu? <laughs> and then you make the rest of the ships three mining guilds. Yeah. Sorry, it was three ninety five. Yeah. Yep. That's what that just reminded me of. Yeah. But, uh, um, but no, like seriously, if you want to keep Sarasu, which I don't think Sarasu is a bad, bad call. Oh, no. Like I think the Mark Sable um, closures is, and the other guys are a waste of twelve points right off the bat. Waste of twelve points. Yeah. Um, 
I would have liked to have seen him fly it because you never know. Like, so since it is the recruit, um, if people were flying suboptimally, you know, again. Oh yeah, I, respect, like I, said, I think it. I then, think it. Uh, yeah, I would like really to see people if they flew at them, right? So if they jousted them, and he was like, "Oh, well, I'm just going to fly through these obstacles, and I'm going to, I'm going to strain you, and then uh, Sarasu could potentially track through you, and then you just hammer him with your mining guild ties." Like, yeah, so I yeah, know. I want to clarify with Smoke because I do agree that it's not worth the points to go up to the ITU and the Mark Sable closure. But if somebody doesn't understand what makes your your list strong, you have the potential right. to like do crazy damage. Honestly, my biggest issue here is the tractor beam. Like, it's just kind of doubling down when it's unnecessary at that point. If you're getting the strains off, you might as well make that tractor beam like an ion cannon or something, or a tracer, and get some control out of it. Yeah, or tracers. Yeah, or tracers to, to line up the rest. Um, One other thing you can do is you can still run a tractor Sarasu and seven mining guild ties, and that's two hundred points, or that's yeah. one ninety eight. Like you can, I just think Mark Sable, and not to say that it's not to take anything away from Liam. Um, clearly, he flew well because six and zero is an accomplishment no matter what you're flying. But I think he could have made his list better, and had he, um, I don't think that list would do well in aces because. Stronger players will see the Mark Sable and understand how to play around it. Yeah, and like just having the extra body is another blocker. And if you get a block, a block off, like it's mathematically equivalent to straining somebody, if not better, unless they're a one or a zero agility ship, which actually still isn't true because then strain doesn't do anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, the blocking is always yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> Yeah, denying the mod on a three agility ship is just as strong, if not stronger, than a strain. And the more ships you have on the board, the easier it is to block. Plus, um, you have more bodies and, to shoot when you're not blocking, too. Yeah, I feel like something you're investing. You're investing 13 points. You know, Mark Sable closure here, but like even seven for just the talents. Like you're gonna fly different just to try and force the procs on that. So like, true, you could do like a three hard over a rock to get range two to strain somebody, but then if you don't have a shot with that ship, if you just done like a two bank and got a shot at shot anyway, that's probably better. Indeed. Things like that. Like, yeah. And uh, uh, every time your opponent brings something that isn't rocks, you are actively harming yourself every time you mark Sable. Um, well, it's just... Any yeah, but they only ignore the, the benefits from rocks, is what I'm saying. So flying over a gas cloud or a debris harms your ties as oh, well. Yeah. It's, not a, it's not strictly a win anymore, like it is when you're just flying over asteroids. Makes sense there. Is Mark Sable closure small or medium ship only? Uh, because, and I know this is stupid. Immediately I was like, ooh, Dash Rendar? <laughs> it is small or medium ship only. Yeah. It's small or medium. Only, yeah. <laughs> because that would almost seem like it's an auto. Only, I think. Uh, it is not small. It actually comes not... in the Tri Fighter and the Ada. Or the two oh, does it really? comes in. I guess I just only ever saw it on my. Yeah, so that's yeah, where so everyone threw it in instantly. Yeah. It's where everyone should have yeah. gone instantly. I just don't think it's worth it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cultures yeah, I... need an EPT slot. Do they though? Yeah. And would you bring? Mark's... I mean, something. I guess that marks up was pretty good on a. On a... Yeah. Now, if you had something, you have you to could... move through it. Yeah. You can't. You can't. Oh, you can't land on it. Yeah, you can't. Oh, uh, broken. Or, Terrible actually, card. Hold on, there is one other option you can put it on, uh, because it also triggers when you deploy, so you could put it on a sheathapy that is docked to the ghost. Nice. <laughs> and then nice. poop out Zeb or Fen, strain somebody, 
I guess it's going to. I know what I'm flying this weekend. <laughs> I want to say one thing. In 2.0, unlike 1.0, it's usually better to not bring the upgrade than it is to bring the upgrade. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very true. But can you imagine? You know, Greg and I have been joking about the fact that Greg, you're playing in uh, Vets this weekend, and you're literally going to have a days old baby. So I'm, I'm, I'm playing one game, yeah. and it might not even be a full game. I just want to bring a list that makes somebody laugh and then I just concede. Like I'm just, I just, I, well, so I've already paid for the event. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, and then I don't think I get my prizes if I don't show up. So I told Don, I was like, I'm just showing up. And if I get two games, it's a bonus, but I just want to make somebody laugh. <laughs> so. so the idea of, well, do you need the ghost title to actually dock the phantom or? Yeah. Yeah, I think, think of how do. many points we're investing in this one-time strain. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funny. It's yeah. so bad. I don't want to take a good list. Like I, I legit just want it to. I don't know. I just, I, I can't put the effort into it just because I don't, I don't have the time this weekend, and so I'm just That's thinking of the craziest thing. Yeah, I, 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 if you, you want to build a good to. list, I would love to be able to because I wanted to participate in another qualifier too, so I could potentially get ace, but none of you know it didn't work out so I'm, I'm in this one and then since we're having the baby tomorrow it's gonna be three days old on saturday and so i just i'm bringing a funny list i i gotta show up and i'm gonna make my opponent laugh and i'm gonna leave <laughs> so, yeah. so, okay i'm trying I'm, I'm actually trying to do the the math on this here you can't do it in hyperspace unfortunately because docking and undocking take place at the initiative of the ship that is docking and undocking. And so you can't dock and undock in the same turn. Because I was trying to figure out, would it be possible to just every system phase, poop Zeb out the back, strain someone, and then have him hop right back in at range one because of the phantom title? Oh. No. <laughs> so like every turn, you're just bungeeing the sheath of heat out the back of the ghost. Training somebody and then snapping back in. Oh, that's the dumbest idea, but I wish, oh, I wish you could pull it off somehow. Uh, but yeah, there are just so many things that are going to be seen out there. Uh, I love that we saw such a varied field there. There are a lot of what's scaring me is all those uh, tie advanced V1s with the prockets and tracers and whatnot, because. While I haven't managed to get the hang of flying them effectively, those little effers are hard to kill, and I don't like seeing something that has harder to kill ships and more of them than I'm bringing. That's why I fly swarms. Yeah. Yeah, this is... <laughs> I think Marcel ran this at uh, one of the, the qualifiers. Um, I've seen a couple people run the Baron version. I think the Inquisitor version is better, yeah, but, just the enemy. but uh, Barons are still good. Like... This list definitely isn't bad. It has it provides the potential for a ton of punch with four prockets on the opening mm -hmm. gauge, yeah. um, especially if you can hit a tracer first to make them fully modified. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think the the five foresight inquisitors are just more consistent than this, but this has had a couple of good results, so it's definitely something to watch out for. It has, but I was looking at it and I think it was just very popular, and that's what made it go. Did it win one? Uh... Did it win a final? Uh, uh, a I think it might have won the the London. Um, yeah. yeah. So, but where was I going with this? So, I think it's just really popular, and that's it's just getting there to the finals and to yeah. the top to the top tables. 
Um, but I think it can lose very consistently uh, because people are beating it. And so therefore I'm kind of okay with the list. Like I've flown it myself and it is powerful. Um, I don't think we're at a point where it's a problem yet. No, I don't think it's a problem at all. I think people can lose with it. I think people can win with it. But when you got, what, what was the, it was like 30% of the field or 40%, no, 30% of the field took Imperials in one of those qualifiers. Um, yeah. And so there's, it's just a massive amount. It's kind of like the Nantex. You know, you got a bunch of people taking it. It's powerful, but that many people taking it, somebody's going to end up in the final, you know, yeah. so... And I think one thing the specifically this Baron version does really well is it's really good against lower initiative generics. Oh, like, for if you sure. can reliably line up bullseyes, yeah, like it would, it would punish four, the six. Yeah, it's four yeah. ruthless rockets and then two tracer missiles. Like that's so much front loaded damage at I three that anything lower initiative is going to get destroyed. Yeah. Um, and then afterwards, you've got a bunch of two die three agility and he has to kill and just whittle you down. And you still get six, right? You get six, you get five. Yep. Yeah, two with tracers, four with ruthless bar. See, I'm running six. I'm running seven ships. It might are nowhere near as good as Inquisitors. Like. <laughs> Indeed. So they said we've got a lot of stuff to look forward to coming up. Uh, not the least of which is a new baby. But uh, good luck with that. Good luck with uh, veterans this weekend, Greg. We will be <laughs> cheering you on. For my one I'm game. gonna tell Dion to put you on stream for round one. Dude, I'm gonna fly. I think I'm gonna fly an 87 point Nora in the white woods. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah. So, but then I'm like, I was talking to Mike a little bit, and I was like, what should I fly with this? And like, it's like, oh, fly Han, and it's like, no, Han is good. And so, <laughs> I, I, so I actually have been just randomly generating lists, and it's so good because I'll get like two generics with like an 85 point bid <laughs> and again i just think people would go like what are you doing here and you know i'd tell them the story yeah i think an 87 point nora and something else would just be super fun i was gonna do dutch and nora to get actually that's I'll probably cool. do Dutch and Nora. If you have an 87 point 87, nora i'm trying to figure out what your 113 point callus i don't know <laughs> Yeah, it was like 115 or something like that on a randomly generated uh, Canaan. Uh, but uh, I was just like, yeah, let's just, I'll probably do Dutch and Nora or something and just get get a couple of protons off. And then, you know, he'll just, whoever I play, he'll just eat me up. And then, but congratulations. You Wait, win. is Canaan Ghost in hyperspace? Yeah, I think so. Come to think of it, Canaan and uh, Y Wing Nora, that's going to be a hard to kill Nora. Oh. Okay, it's driving me nuts. I can't actually figure out what your 87 point... Oh, I think I might have found it. All right. <laughs> Did it generate it? Because it's not uncommon to get an 87 point nor on here. No, I, I just tried to build oh, okay. it. Is it Snapshot, yep. Ion Cannon, Protorps, yep. R2-D2, All Upgrade, yep. Cluster Mines, Agile Gunner? R2-D2 sounds too good. We're going to go with R3. <laughs> <laughs> That's only 84 now. Yeah. That's acceptable. <laughs> You could do R5D8, which is the the fix the damage card version of R2D2, but it takes an action. Which is worse than R2D2. All right. Yeah. And that's still 87. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah. You could go up to 89 if you do suppressive gunner on How thick can you get Dutch? Uh, about as thick. So basically, what you're doing is the idea of the fat Anakin, fat Obi Wan, but, but with Y wings. Y -wings. <laughs> oh, with Y wings, yeah. 
and I'm going Rebel. I don't know why I went Rebel, but I instantly was like, yeah, let's play some Rebels this week. Well, because it's hyperspace, Rebels basically get their full uh, copy of all the shit. You can get to an 85-point touch and an 89-point Nora. I have 88-point touch and 85-point. 89 point oh, do you have R2-D2 on Dutch? Or? Yeah. yeah. Like, if you have to do R2-D2. but I, I just like, don't have to R2 use it. Dutch, that's so. true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's You have a 23-point bid on an I-5 and I-4 Y-Wing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna just be like, they're gonna be like, well, what's your bid? I'm gonna be like, eight, like just 23, 23, 23. Get wrecked. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, good lord. That was, uh, you know, the the idea of just so here's a here's a challenge we'll put out there to our listeners. Uh hit up our socials and post what you think is the if you if you were only gonna show up like Greg is doing to be able to play one game and you want to make your opponent laugh. But not bring absolute just unplayable garbage. What is the list you would bring? Leave that in our socials and we will shout out who comes up with the best idea on the next podcast. Yeah. Main two ships. If you have to have three ships, it has to be like some naked like I was gonna do like a naked A-wing. Wampa is always the acceptable third ship. But what is? Wampa. (laughs) I don't think you can in Empire for hyperspace. They have too many generics and not enough name pilots. (laughs) Like, no, I, I was more thinking of Doug's. Uh, it, it wasn't what I know. It was Carl for you with the. Uh, oh right, the Vader Kylo. The, the Vader. Yeah, Vader Kylo Academy. <laughs> yeah. Academy pilot, where your Academy pilot just did nothing but one hards in the corner the whole game. Uh, that's actually that not true. Happened. He got himself killed a lot. He burned a crack shot to win me a top four <laughs> in a he, regional. And that, that guy blocked one time, and that was usually enough. Like he never went yeah. hard into the corner. He he drew aggro, which was worth the twelve points because it let either Kylo or Vader get behind somebody. Oh, the good old days when you could fly Kylo and Vader together. What am I saying? Those were horrible. Yeah, a whole different game. Oh yeah. So in the week coming up, we've got some AMG news coming out. We've got a veteran championship. We have the arrival of the child. Uh, But before we get to all that, does anybody have any shout-outs we'd like to give in this week? My father, Bob Howe. Indeed. Uh, Bob Howe actually uh, contacted me to ask who won the, uh, the 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 game between you two, and he was... Uh, yeah, he had he had just gotten his second shot, so he was sleeping all day. There you go. Yeah, he was uh, accepting of the answer. <laughs> I, I get the feeling he might have been on Team Greg for that one. I, I was. <laughs> That's why the bad guy did. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> so the Doug Vader Open will have to be our next one. Right. All right, Greg. What about a patrol leader Vermeil? One hundred and eighty-seven points. Patrol leader. The patrol leader is a uh, the generic decimator. Generic decimator. Got to send me the list. It seems good though. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't even want to know the upgrades. Just goes. Hmm, tell me more. All right. Well, with that, uh, uh, before we get too far down the rabbit hole of uh, hot garbage, for Tashi Station Radio, I'm Matt. I'm Doug. I'm Alex. And I'm Greg. And we will see you guys next episode. Child. Child. Grogu. 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 Child. Grogu. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tashi Station Radio. Be sure to give us a thumbs up and subscribe. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Music, Spotify, and Amazon Podcasts. Follow us on our social media on Facebook at Tashi Station Radio, an X-Wing podcast. On Twitter at Tashi Station XW. On Twitch at Tashi Station X-Wing. And on YouTube at Tashi Station X-Wing. 
If you want to help us offset our hosting costs, you can go to co-fi.com slash ToshiStationXWing and toss us a few credits to help keep the huts off our back. Stay safe, fly well, and we'll see you next episode.